Welcome to Post Poet Pop, coming to you from Louisville, Kentucky, on Art FM WXOX. I am your host, Ken L. You will hear all things poetry and a little pop to decorate. You will hear a poem and then a song, one after another, just like that. We hope you enjoy it. You can find us on Instagram at Post Poet Pop. Thanks for listening. Really, though, Doctor, tell me, who are you? Do you know, like we were saying about the Earth revolving, it's like when you're a kid, the first time they tell you that the world's turning and you just can't quite believe it because everything looks like it's standing still. I can feel it. turn of the earth. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour and the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour and I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me, clinging to the skin of this tiny little world and if we let go, that's who I am. mysteries. Give me a bellyache and I got a beauty right now. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows it?
of birds by Danielle Fleming. I used to draw birds as a young girl, used to attach circle to slanted oval, overlap teardrop wings smudging feathers in gray crests and graphite, saving for last pointed beak and talon. I've spent so much time trying to understand the language of birds, charting chirp and whistle the rolling howls of morning doves, each call and twitter thrown, even the thundering beat of a backwards-flying hummingbird. The audacity of birds without vocal cords to find their voice, to try to mimic ours. How daring, fearless are birds that even when made hollow by nature, they coast, soar, and sing floral chorus into linen-sheeted skies. There is a song I can never remember, sky-held, perhaps, just out of reach, born on the same wind I have been unable to mount. When it's bright, I can taste hints of a nectar-coated word lost once on an unfurling tip of a hummingbird's tongue. Once I drew flamingos pink with hope, cardinals red and dark as blood and an unkindness of ravens far warmer than any unkindness experienced by men. Now, made hollow by the year, I mimic those birds, their whistle and call, still trying to taste my voice and honey. Of all you knew and said 
Mr. Knapp's fight. Brothers and sisters never gave you dap. You rose from the scalp of the black gene pool. But since you ain't stringy, you ain't too cool. So the first people Yankee with Afro picks. Cook you clean straight with hot comb tricks. So you can be manageable, at least for a day. After work and sweat, you come back anyway. So to combat on you some more, folks chemically bombard you with conks galore. Get a perm every four to six weeks. But you still bulge and you peek. Through that mop of devilish straight hairs, look like we got you in new snares. You're drowned in jerry curl juice spray. Electric clippers grind you into a stubbled grave. Stocking caps suppress you into bumpy waves. Straight Asian bobs slipped over African knobs, disguising you so we can stay in school and keep our jobs. Horsetails bring up a debate stapled, braided, or glued in at a snail's rate. You're bleached ferrofaucet gold or dyed at your roots, but you continue on with the spending of much, much loot. All done to keep you down. But Mr. Naps, you still hang around? Making appearances in froze, naturals, and dreads. Keeping a strong presence on the face of our heads.
And here we are, fantastic humans. 
You're tuned into Post Poet Pop, episode five. And in that first set, you heard from MIA with her track Paper Planes. You then heard from the poet Danielle Fleming with her poem The Language of Birds. That was published in The Hopper in 2021. Danielle's a local poet here. And you can find that poem on hoppermag.org if you want to read it in text form. We then heard from the band TV on the Radio with Halfway Home. And then from the Louisville-born poet Bernard Clay with his poem Mr. Knapp's Fight from his book English Lit. came out on Swallow Press 2021. And then we heard from William Onyeabor with Fantastic Men. We're going to keep it rolling with the Kentucky Poets. And up next you will hear from Katerina Stoikova. Eighth floor balcony gazelle. If I catch you smoking, I'll throw you off the balcony. If something happens to you, I'll jump off the balcony. Dad stopped hitting me. Go ahead, he laughed. Scream for help. Then opened the door to the balcony. To free space in the kitchen, we moved the stove to the balcony. Dad got mad and started dragging mom towards the balcony. You could see the sunrise out of the Black Sea from the balcony. When the guests for mom's funeral arrived, dad hid smoking on the balcony. I hated him in the house as well as on the balcony. I've been faking all my orgasms. I confessed to my first ex-husband on the balcony. I stared out for a month, waiting for my pen pal to arrive as I was scrubbing the windows on the balcony. Your marriage will last at most three years, Dad told me on the balcony. When I was leaving for America, I looked up from the cab and saw my best friend waving from the balcony. I am ready to let go of everything that happened, except the balcony. Katerina, there is no heaven or hell. There is just this balcony.
beach house. Today, a purple cloud wandered through the other weather. I pined for this cloud, groping my way back home, retreating from the litter of dead jellyfish, the small globes of their bodies mottled like seal skin, the synapses still firing and twitching a heartbeat. Hesitate to touch, but desire to feel the sleek back of a being all mind and arms, ungathering and heartless, shining the sky back to itself. Once I pilfered a blue heron, perched near the dunes on the eve of a holiday. I was sorry, first for the heron and second for the sea which so solemnly receded in the distance. I was sorry watching this bird, the way it held what its head remembered of the sea, its neck cranes looking out the window. There is a tyranny to how the sea conducts the weather. Now the bird sits caged above yesterday's paper, and I am sorry first for the bird, for the language there beneath it, and sorry second for myself, for all the tongues I have forgotten. It makes me wistful to poke a dead jellyfish. I have often felt severed from my weapons. There's a way in which everyone is defenseless. The bird pecks at the newspaper, unhinges the cage door, and sees that there is still this room, these windows, that cloud. I still dream of
this poem is just about, a, the title is The Forest. Uh, it's in Norwegian, Oakskogen is the Norwegian word for the forest. And there's this idea in one of his poems about every forest having a central tree, which I found really intriguing. Uh, so this is the poem that came. Every forest has a central tree, one the whole forest leans on. You may not be able to find it. It lives deep in the heart. It may even have fallen years ago, but its memory is that strong.
Balconies and wounds, houses and clouds, forests and trees. We're surrounded, it seems. In that second set, you heard from first the poet Katerina Stoikova with her poem Eighth Floor Balcony Guzzle. That was translated from the Bulgarian by the author herself, and that is on Katerina's book Second Skin, out on Accents Publishing 2019. And then we heard from the band Nation of Language with Wounds of Love followed by the poet Katie Byram with her poem Beach House, and that comes from her book Burn It Down on Forklift Books 2015. And then we heard from Kate Bush with Cloud Busting. That was not on the Stranger Things soundtrack, but it is on A Handmaid's Tale soundtrack if you're into documentaries. Then we heard from the inimitable Frederick Smock with his poem Oak Skogan, The Forest, and Fred's latest book, our more recent book of poems was The Bounteous World, came out on Broadstone Books in 2013. I know Frederick Smock touched a lot of lives here in Louisville and Kentucky. He was once our poet laureate, and he passed away all too soon in 2022, so we hope he's resting well. We then heard from the band Pulp with The Trees. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Post Poet Pop today. This is episode five. Very grateful to the listeners out there. I hope you're able to get some rest, do something you've been looking forward to. Take care of yourselves. I've got a few tracks left before I'm out of here, and I'll just give you that rundown now. You're going to hear from the poet Christina Ernie, who was living in Kentucky and now is living abroad in Shanghai, China. So we're sending love to Christina and her family out there. You'll hear her poem, The Aliens Sift Through Stacks of Kid Artwork, all depicting the same moon. This poem will be published in Chautauqua Journal out of UNC Wilmington later this year, and it comes from her manuscript, Alien Mother. You'll then hear from the band Seafoam Walls with You Can't Have Your Cake and Ego Too, Happy Birthday. And then the Lexington-based poet Danny Quintos with her poem Milkfish. And we'll finish out the day with Radiohead. The aliens sift through stacks of kid artwork, all depicting the same moon. One, we wake from our hibernate state and move as one, as we always do, down to the warm center of our ship. The children have been up for hours, the sleep patterns of these fish, ellipsis, not our own. Often we find them tucked into unknown ship slips, hiding in vague shadow. They love this game of seeking. Our skin whispers as we move under them, hear them softly cluck. 
As we pass, their moon pale and burdock legs dangle out of crevices above our heads. We are moved by the legs' anemonotic swing. Our fur tickles their toes as we go. We are hollowed out by their laughter, their bright, simple joy. When we do describe what we observe, it is easy for us to forget that this too is science. Rifling through these documents, we've realized they've sewn us somehow to themselves. Threaded fingernail to tentacle, twisted hair to hair, strung us all together until we cannot ever be alone or separate. Two. As we passed the new moon, we uncovered their undiluted record of it, shuffled through left-behind stacks of papers passionate with loved marking, the capture of moon's spirit, scrawled raw image. How they seem to know to curate an edge in such a way as this, shape penciled marks to make a world how they fixate like we do on the smallest detail, how they try again and again and again their prior record perceived failures strewn toward the wall, how they continue to look, see, just as we do, desperate to get it right.
milkfish. If your mother craves milkfish when she's pregnant with you, and if the sea stops putting their gaping mouths on your father's hook, and if your father begs the sea for more, he will owe the salt water something. You, black-haired and seven years old, will be swallowed by a wave. Forget your best friends or the chapter book you haven't finished. Forget the freckled neck of the boy you stare at during English class and sometimes during mass. Forget, too, your mother's warm hands on your shoulders before she braids your hair into ropes, her ensaymadas sprinkled with cheese and sugar. Your feet won't fit in any pair of sandal or sneaker. You'll feel those bones splay, soft as straw. Maybe you imagine this underwater life as glint and dazzle, scallop shell bikinis, bottlenose dolphins, and pearls plentiful as fish eggs. Instead, the seaweed strangles you in sleep. Plastic six-pack rings handcuff your wrists, and all the skeletons of smaller fish tangle in your hair like ugly combs. Cola cans are the only sparkle, twisting their bodies into blades in the sand. When the moon is a white circle, your feet will come back. Walk to your old house, where your father disappears into a quiet nothing, and find your mother still cooking milkfish, milkfish, stuffed and baked, fried in oil, pickled in vinegar and garlic, bodies not unlike your own.
Victor.